Welcome to the 40k Spice Center with your host, Spice Center. With your host, Rob, and also my other co host, Nick. What up, Nick? Hello, I'm Nick, and I like to party. <laughs> and also, Tom Layton. Tom? Hey, I'm oh, great. Thank you. Thanks to Percussive Scruff for gifting a yeah. gift subscription in the chat. Uh, we are we are live on Twitch. Uh, this is a uh, recorded show in front of a live studio audience. And today we're going to be discussing the AdMech book, and we're also going to be not the AdMech book, the AdMech FAQ, and also going over the 40k uh, orc book changes that we missed uh, from. Well, like we didn't do, we were meant to do last night, but we're doing it today instead, which is going to be nice. Um, uh, quick question in the chat. Tom, uh, Jog PLC says, Tom, you look like you've been up for three days partying. Is that correct? I, I have not. I got up like three hours ago, so I'm all right. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the opposite problem, I think. But I'm just vibing. All right. Good, good, good. Nick, how you been? As per usual. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Thank you. Uh Nice early finish to work today to get on the Spice Center. Yeah, we to start the weekend. Pretty good. Yeah, I was a bit ill last night. I felt terrible, so I went home. So we've we've rescheduled the Spice Center to now, uh, which is very exciting, especially because we're on the back of that Admech FAQ. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but Tom, you're at our forty k event this weekend. How'd it go, brother? Oh, I got dead. Uh, <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, I played against James Wilson round one, and that was the young Khan carry. He's OP. Okay, respect it. Yeah. Um, and then I played against the Drakari Menace round two, and uh, that shot me off the board, and that was fine. The Menace. And then round three, I played dog shit, and I used my Phantasm like an idiot to try and alpha Kaluru um, uh, off, uh, off the board. And that didn't work, and I died as a consequence is, of my own shitty decision. Is it true so... that you lost to Chaos Space Marines with Corn Berserkers in? Yeah, well, the Corn Berserkers were all dead, so I mean, technically, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll say I lost to Leviathans and Drills. Yeah, <laughs> okay, all right, that, that's, that's fine with me. It's better. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Deviant Doc, if in the chat, uh, Scrivo's in the chat now, so if you want to tell him off for not doing the podcast, feel free uh, to, to do that. Uh, yes, yeah, so we had a 40k event this weekend, which is kind of some uh, 40k news for us, which is super good. Uh, won by Harlequins, we had loads of great people um, uh, turn up to the event, it was really fun. Uh, we got another one next weekend, if you guys want to go, um, uh, which is still some... Still got a couple of tickets left, right? Yeah, some, some 40k uh, in Nottingham, uh, great little time. I'm currently paying up a Necron board for that, which I'm very excited about. Um, it's the third Necron board, Nick. So, Nick, actually, the the most boards we have here are Necron boards, which is probably at the like the antithesis of how many Necron armies we'll see. Like, probably it's okay, Nick. Uh, it's okay. We need as much home advantage as possible. <laughs> yeah. Rob, I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking of coming down. I might come down. We'll have a see. But I'm gonna bring Vargard Oberon if I do. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. You like yeah. You're gonna big it up. He does like to party. Yeah. He does like to party. Nick, you, okay. you got no respect for Tom's list. You were telling me the other day. Is that correct? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Tom has no respect. He's not for bringing his own in. List, How so many reanimators right. have you got on your list, Tom? I mean, I could have two. Do you want me to put two in? Please do. That's the minimum. Okay. Nice. I know Dick Van Der Hoosen mm. loves uh, loves his uh, reanimators. He won a GT with so him recently. One. It is really good. It is really good. Mm. If you can hide it, it's great. 
Um, <laughs> and we can hide it because we have great terrain at the T-Sports Arena. Yeah, super okay. good. Super good. All right. Well, I don't know about you two, but I'm completely thrown off by the time. So I'm, I'm in a weird place emotionally. Yeah. Because... I, mean, I was going to say, do you think because do you think we Whoa. should call this show the Friday show? Whoa. Thanks to Percussive Scruff for donating £69 and 69p to the show and bringing up a meme on the screen, which I didn't even know was possible. So congratulations <laughs> on doing two things. One donating loads of cash, which is great. And, number two... and, and two showing Rob where he's at overlay. It fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. He got a SpongeBob on the screen. I've never seen that in four years of doing this. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, thanks. That's so. Mess with the overlays. They mess back. Oh, that's so lovely of you. Thank you. Um, that's not even the meme I picked. <laughs> I don't know why you did that. You but... could pick memes. Yeah, apparently. Thanks so much, man. That's super appreciated. Gonna need to chase you down later and find out what happens. Maybe it's just because yeah. of the admec. Uh, the, the hugely appreciate. Thanks. Let's let's uh, let's assume it's for the admec nerfs. And should we talk about the admec nerfs, Nikos? Well, I have some things to say. Okay. Well, tell me the things you got to say. Fuck yes. I was gonna say, isn't it weird that we did a show on a Friday? We could call it the Friday show. <laughs> But then that would be incredibly confusing because people might think, oh, it's a show about the day Friday. It would be confusing. And they might tune in all excited. It's also the Friday. only show on the then Friday. It, disappointed it's about 40k. Yeah. Confused. Wouldn't you call a Thursday show the 40k Thursday show? Or the Thursday show? Yeah, I think if it's about 40k, I'd probably want something like that that referenced 40k in there. So it would be less confusing for the audience and new people who might want to listen. It's okay. It's... Um, okay. The other thing I wanted to say is just be, I had a game on Wednesday uh, against Mr. Mark Wildman. Nice. Oh, n- with my next one. I was in prep for my next event. Okay. So because you know we've all heard about the 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 beasts of Admech and Drakari wandering around the tournament scene uh, in preparation for my next event with my next ones, I wanted to I wanted to go to the zoo and see the beast in real life rather than just hear about it in the newspapers. Mm, yes. um, so I went to play it. Uh, and yeah, they're pretty terrifying. He didn't even have a particularly optimized list. It, they're just everything's just terrifyingly quick and hits r- incredibly hard. And yes, they're not that resilient when you hit them back, but because they're so quick and they can basically always go and get you before you can hit them back on the hole, unless you've got artillery. Yeah, just outrageous. Like ten hellions are like 180 points or something like that, and they just they're just mental. I, I think, Nikos, you don't need to worry because I think we should pair Scrivo and uh, Mark against each other so they can just cheat against each other mm, the entire yeah. game. Yeah, the next event. Yeah. That'll probably cancel so we don't have to worry about it. And then when they both I cheat, know. we can DQ them both immediately and you won't have to play it. Why is there so much cheating in 40k? <laughs> like, even at little 16-man events, yeah? Like, everyone's trying to cheat and it blows my mind because that's some spice that we haven't talked about. Wait, so Nick, how did your Necrons go? How did your Necrons go? Uh, it was okay for the first sort of couple of turns. Um, I kind of uh, anchored myself on a couple of objectives. Uh, I, I took the first hit. And I responded, hit back. Then the second hit came in. I kind of just about survived. And then the third hit came in and just like fucked me completely. Um, mm. I, I struggled a little bit with secondaries. I think I chose some uh, a couple of bad secondaries for me, which I've had to look at my list and tweaked it ever so slightly so I can pivot to a slightly different one. So going to the event, looking at the missions, I think I've got my head around which secondaries I need to pick. Because primary game is absolutely fine with Necrons because you've got all obsec mostly. But primaries, I think you can, as long as you play okay, you can score those pretty well. It's more secondaries that I think are a bit more of a struggle. 
uh, for the list. What well, what from my experience anyway. So, um, but tweaking my list slightly in the second areas I'm going to go for. I'm feeling reasonably confident, not not super confident um, about the event, but I think it. My, my list is fun. Uh, I had a really good game against Mark to test it. Um, yeah, so it's good. Uh, by the way, uh, wait, before so... we move on, I just got question. a quick confession to make. That's all. Sorry, one. You what is it first? So, oh, wait, uh, so are you go on. You need to add me to the cheating pile, Rob, <laughs> because um, when I was playing my young Khan at this weekend's event, yeah. uh, what what you do is you pick it up and you place it but, uh, uh, as close as possible to the point where a model has died. Okay. Yeah. So I was picking it up and putting it directly on top of where the model had died. Okay. And yeah. apparently that's cheating because according to the WTC FAQ, not only do I have to place it on the point, so obviously i can't get closer i have to center it on it as well lifetime at some point we need to make a 16 player event cheaters tournament anyone who plays 40k apparently yeah talking about cheating go on after you fucking lennon cheated everyone's cheating I was going to say, talking about cheating in 40k, has anyone seen this week's MetaWatch article, right? Like, let's fucking talk about that, shall we? So this feature is so stupid. How are you meant to ever not cheat in this game? Maybe if we had an app with all of the information available, people wouldn't cheat as much. Have we ever thought about that? You could be a fucking, like, legit professional player who, this is his job. You do it for your job. And you still don't know all the rules because it's so daft and bloated, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid. Uh, oh, <laughs> right, so talking about, the, talking about the Better Watch article, uh, which features um, uh, so Sean Naden, who did short. So Sean was at the Lone Star Open. And if I'm right in, uh, uh, I, I think, didn't he? Let me read the article a moment. Um, because he came in the top eight. Am I right in thinking that? He came, he came second. second. But, oh, but then didn't he accidentally uh, not choose one of his secondaries correct? Uh, he, he couldn't I... count He couldn't count the, the three highest numbers in a list mm-hmm. and then uh, misidentified uh, units for his to the last secondary, which is you pick the three units in your army that are the most value, and as long as they're alive at the end of the game, you get five points per unit. He chose the wrong units out of that okay. for the whole event for nine games in a row the, what, USA, but he didn't... the USA ETC one of the USA ETC <laughs> captains one of the best players in America <laughs> yeah. couldn't identify you... the height Tom's a big stab okay. so if you we'll let that. Tom go for this there are better ways to do it okay. there are better ways to <laughs> cheat <laughs> yeah and, and he also outed himself he also outed himself wouldn't make that yeah and DQ'd himself yeah. yeah, and also, like, he's American. So the fact he can count two of the three, yeah, Fucking like, hell. is... Come the, on, curse I just... is, the curse has passed from me to the next <laughs> <laughs> uh, But then he did a MetaWatch article, which I think there's, like... Uh, there's a meme for this. I did da- I did download it, but I, I didn't put it up with one of my pictures. Uh, hey now, mate. Sorry, Dr. Rhino. Appreci- uh, sorry about that. I don't know what um, this thing is about the Battle Sanctum, bro. What's this? This is the first I've seen of it. I don't know anything about no, the Battle Sanctum okay. gossip in the All chat, I know is that the is... only reason that he could bring it was because it was player-deployed terrain. So you'd have, like, an empty board, you'd put your fortifications down, and then you'd deploy your terrain, because that thing is fucking massive. Could you explain in context, because no one knows who and or what you're talking about. Oh, Tom, start so at the, the Battle Sanctum, if you go on the Games Workshop website and say Battle Sanctum, it's the Sisters Battle terrain piece, okay? 
and it's fucking enormous. Normally, you can never fit this on a board. But what they were doing at the Lone Star Open is they were doing player place terrain. So you turn up yep. the table, the table was empty. You'd then put your fortification down, and then you would take it in turns to deploy bits of terrain, which meant that John could put his sanctum down, get himself some guaranteed cover, and then also just place the terrain around it so it wasn't blocking it off, which meant that he could also make it more dense for himself, right? Because he's got more pieces of terrain that he can then place around it uh, and also make space for his battle sanctum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's and why also- he was able to bring it. Isn't it also, um, it gives you some miracle dice too, or something? I I don't know what it does, I just know it's huge. I've been too busy trying to read this book, and this is the Admech book, and the Orc book or whatever, and Oil in the chat. Uh, Thanks to the Wicked Keeper for donating uh, 10 gift subscriptions. Big shout out, Wicked Keeper. Let's go. Uh, Why I'm going to. I get it. I don't know, it just happened one day, and now he's the Wicked Keeper. Um, wait, do you know what the Thursday show has that Spice Center doesn't? Audio sync zinger. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's keep this on point. So, basically, an event happened in America, and there was loads of fuckery, as per usual. Is where we're at. Perfect. Yeah. Did either of you read the MetaWatch article? Because didn't it just say that these two armies are good? Yeah, basically. Uh, I, I didn't read it. Classic, you know, <laughs> classic. Uh... North Korea-esque propaganda piece where, Perfect. hey, isn't the 40k meta great at the minute when these two armies are dominating? You you want to dominate too? Buy this army or also buy this army maybe. The only thing I, I mean, read the CLDR, was the, um, the PS at the end where it said we like oh, hearing yeah. from top players which is why we put the FAQ out. Yeah, you like hearing from so much all your pretty, like most of your playtesters are just content creators who you like sound. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is really <laughs> funny how the only piece of like slightly worded negative about the game is like in a ps at the bottom like uh wait let, let me read it let me read it we'll and see even better it's like think. a humble brag it doesn't even work <laughs> is it all right okay let me read the ps let me read the ps so this is from the meta watch article that came out two days ago ps <clears throat> um it's a great it's great to get feedback from some of the top players around the world besides just speaking with the best of the best question mark uh we keep a careful eye on the global meta Results from tournaments and data from analysis sites and trackers. I love the idea of being a 40k data tracker, like you know, a calculator in pocket, backpack like on. An analyst for a fucking cricket team. <laughs> yeah, but like, I want it to. Be, I don't know. I don't want it. No, Tom. You. I want it like some sort of like feral tracker. Is what I'm saying. Like some sort of like yeah. animal skin hat. Like yeah. uh, like uh, the like the Indian in in um, Fargo season two. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but just no but stalking forty, but stalking forty k tables, right? I'm really mm. into that. Yeah, <laughs> right. So then, anyway, since the release of Codex Adeptus Mechanicus, it's become clear some of Sean and Steve's predictions for this Codex were almost too on the money. Wait, were they the ones Wait who said that they it might be too the good? Book. They yeah, read with... the book. <laughs> Some of their rules... well, I, I struggled to read the uh, um, Mechanicus book. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, need, to... you don't need to read all of it, mate. It's all busted. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, to be fair, that was it's a it's a tough read. It's a tough read. Uh... <laughs> uh, anyway, some of their rules interactions were a bit more powerful than intended. What? They inte- they didn't intend it to be like that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, as a result, expect to see an FAQ release f- for today, uh, which because this was yesterday. Um, in particular, uh, well, so Tom, talk us through it. 
what's happened in this FAQ. Take us through the hot goss. All so right. just for context for everyone, if you know. might be new, it seemed, thanks, thanks to, hold on, let me get this right, Sean and Steve's predictions, no one else, specifically yeah. thanks to no Sean. One, no one else could tell. No one else could tell. Uh, but they <laughs> managed to predict. They managed to predict, and it did seem like it, big, large blocks of 20-man Skitari, as well as Laz Cannon, uh, Iron Strider Balistari, might be quite good. As well as yes. all of the other things that have got the Skitari right. keyword. Uh, but more on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns mm-hmm. out in, that they ended up with a 72% rate this, this weekend. So uh, it was a seventy-two percent win rate this weekend. Is where I'd bet were. It's not yeah. still still not as bad as Drakari. No, though, it, it was no like so they were yeah. the first ever they were the first ever army to uh, to reach whatever the fuck a T whip of three point is. Falcon explained it to me and it seemed important, but I don't I didn't. fucking know what that means. Yeah, so. I, I don't care. That's fine. Okay, so are you ready to hear all the changes they implemented to fix this utterly broken faction? Yeah. Okay. Let's what go. do they do? The first one, it's a change to Solar Blessing. Okay. So what Solar Blessing is? What did it do? Is it's the uh, Lucius Dogma. Yeah. Okay. And what that means is, if you're hit by a damage one weapon with anything that's benefiting from that dogma, which is effectively core units, um, you get a plus one to your armor save if that ha- uh, weapon that's hitting you is damage one. Now, uh, that doesn't now apply if you've got light cover. So what we were able to do previously, if you have a unit of 20, um, 20 dudes, Skitari Rangers or what have you, they've got a four plus save base. Mm-hmm. If you're in light cover, you get a plus one to your save, so you've got a three plus. And when you hit them with damage one, they now have a two plus save. And okay. that's for everything. So that's your entire army gets plus one to your save against damage on weapons. So what this effectively does is it caps you at getting a three plus save on your Skitari Rangers and what have you from your okay. Lucy's Dogma. Okay. What do you guys think? Uh, so, but it, but is it three plus, but still ignoring AP one and two? Yes. <laughs> hey, still I really, good, I, but I, I don't know if you know, but my beast like I think that's a got... one unit only buff, though. I think that's a it one is. unit only buff. It but... is. It, it is the the uh, the thing I was gonna say is because my Snagger boys have got one six up invulnerable save, which I'm hoping is basically the same. Yeah? Yes. Because it's yes. not it's not a th- it's not a three up invulnerable save on eight point models, is it? I mean, to be fair, Rob, a six plus invulnerable save is better than a three plus armor save if you always roll sixes. So <laughs> I should have thought of that and yeah. then equip them all with yeah. chain swords. Just get, if... just get good, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put chain swords on them. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, um, so I, mean... I, I quite like that. Personally. Oh really? Uh, well, it's 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 a start, okay. I don't know what else we've got in this extravaganza of an FOQ. I mean, that's a, that's a good start, okay? Because now we don't have Manny's list walking around DTC or WTC style boards with a two plus save everywhere. Now it's only yeah. a three plus save. Hey, <laughs> to be fair, they didn't walk very far in two turns. They needed like he needed the rest of the turns to get the rest of the board but I, just... I messaged him on whatsapp two days ago and he still hasn't responded i just think he's like he's just like the fucking tortoise i can't wait to see his necron list review he's still waiting on that <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a gibraltar um, here, guys. Uh, a gibraltar dig there nick is, is where i was going with that um but it was it was just a fun yeah. one uh nick what do you think of that one uh, I've not really played against it in practice. Obviously, like okay. a two a two up armor save is, is like a three up armor save to a two up armor save is way less impressive. 
Um, you can chuck you can chuck a load of damage one at them, and you will get a chunk through. Still pretty strong, isn't it? But yeah, not as oppressive as before. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe they might find uh, in a couple of months when they're still at seventy percent win rate, they might need to tweak it further. But mm-hmm. like I've said before, I don't I don't advocate for massive nerf hammer hits. Mm-hmm. You know, a little tap, little few little taps, and then maybe you need to whack it uh, after a while. Okay. Okay. So, shall we move on to the second FAQ? I'm ready. Okay, let's see what the next big hit. Okay, so, so as far again... as I understand is, they only they made it so you can get an additional plus one save, like, that's it? You can't get a two plus armor save with your Skatari Rangers. Okay, but you can't get a three plus armor save. Yes, you can, yes. Uh, okay, that so, seems very good, So is what I'm going to say. The second one is applying to a stratagem, Rob. Okay. Okay. I always like these ones that apply to stratagems. This one's for acquisition at any cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Ferengi Now, strategy. I'll read out for you what... Yep, that one. I'll get you... That's a good Star Trek reference. Uh, I'll get you the uh, stratagem first, and we'll go through what we've done to change it. So is it honestly called acquisition is... at any cost? Cur- yes, it that's is. That's a straight Star Trek rip. Yeah, I'm sure. Of course that's it is. That's a straight yeah, Star Trek... Right. That's not... That's <laughs> not okay. Alert the Star Trek lawyers immediately. Yeah, them immediately really contact the Star Trek really IP lawyers. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking get... And the Star Wars uh, lawyers because they ripped off Clone All Wars as a story. Yeah. Um, sorry, Tom, you were saying. Okay, fine. So I'll yeah, and Lord of the Rings. Then he walks. Just everything. It's fine. Yeah. Use the uh, use the stratagem at the start of the morale phase and select one objective marker on the battlefield. Until the end of the phase, each time an adept Mechanicus unit from your army takes a morale test, if that unit is within six inches of that objective marker, it is automatically passed. Mm-hmm. So that's a automatic morale pass for every admech unit within six inches of an objective. Is it every unit, or it was it like in that version? This this currently yeah. is every unit. Okay. Okay. Which that's is one CP. Which is, which is super beneficial for running loads of it's, hordes, right? Well, it's just another way of also auto-passing morale, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, That's so what I'm even if you're not on objectives, you just got, or well, you just got one unit on objective, you just tail back one model on there. Look, I just passed morale, Lamal for one TP. Yeah. Uh, so here's how they've changed it. So they've changed the end of a last sentence to read if that unit is wholly within six inches of that objective marker, it is automatically passed. So theoretically, you could pass multiple morale checks, but in practice, it's not necessarily easy. That said, it's still a 12 inch diameter bubble. Yeah. So it's not a small area, okay? Yeah. There is a second hit to this, though. And that is that you can only use this stratagem once. Yes. That's good, because that brings it in line yeah. with the leadership-based stratagem. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, the fact cool. that you were pseudo-immune to, like, immune to leadership checks mm-hmm. for an entire game is wild mm. like and like i already so i already knew about this one and i actually for my take on this is that i think that this is maybe one of the better ones like this is very mm-hmm. very 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 good because like now you 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 as the opponent have got far more options to just like push them off or like be like do a bit of chip damage here because i don't what's the brave what's the uh, leadership on skitari is it like eight probably seven yeah seven eight like, it's not huge mm. right so like um, like it just means you could do a bit of chip to one unit, a bit of chip to one unit, and try and like. Although actually, the leadership checks don't do that much. Anyway, oh, whatever. I guess the key point is that it means you can't just auto pass and then keep on the objective, you know, so that you can outscore them the turn after. So it affects the primary more, right? 
Yeah, and I think it's just less, a bit less abusable by lots and lots of units. So big thumb on Const that one. Constantly. Yeah, big thumb. And also, it's like a double hit, right? Not only is it once per game, but it's also wholly within. So you've got to do. You've got to do. You've got to achieve a lot more. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's harder to achieve, and it's more limited. Yeah, yeah. Great change. Yeah. Bit, huge, yeah. huge positive stonks from me. Great work, Tom. What's next? Uh, the next one, number three, enriched rounds. Now, this is the stratagem that caused all of the uh, uproar. I think at the start of Admech, right? This is specifically the thing that you pointed to. Okay. So this is, uh, it's one CP, or is it one CP? No, it's, yes, it's one CP. Use this strategy in your shooting phase when the Adeptus Mechanicus unit from your army is selected to shoot. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack with a Radiant Weapon against an enemy unit, excluding vehicles, an unmodified hit roll of a 4-plus automatically wounds the target. Yeah. That was what it was. They've added two changes to this. Rather than it being one CP, it's now two CP if you've got 11 normal models. I don't think that makes a massive difference, personally, but um, it's... But it brings it in line with all the other stuff they've been doing recently. Correct, correct, like, it does. Mad that that wasn't in the first place. Yeah, but the big thing here is that they've changed the actual value. So if you now make an unmodified six, uh, successful hit roll of a 5+, plus, it automatically wins the target rather than a 4. So they've brought that back in line and, and towed it down a bit, which uh, mm. is useful. It just means that you can't right split up and just fire loads of shit right and just kill it all. It just brings you slightly more in line, which is which is all right. Because they have but quite we... a lot of ways to boost the AP of weapons as well. So you could take you could take a really ma like a massive unit twenty with cheap weapons, cheap shit weapons, yeah. boost them up with characters to give them loads of AP, mortal wounds, and then automatically wounding, which is kind mm. of would be like a weakness of a cheap weapon that it's not particularly high strength, and you fight you're shooting at elite stuff, which is more tough. Like having that four plus auto wound, like really, really strong. So um, glad they brought it down. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like so this isn't this isn't the change that they've changed. What the weapon profile is, right? No. no. Okay. All right. Well, that's that, the next one. Yeah, that's the next one. Okay. Well, this one is whatever. Like, whatever. Like. Yeah. I mean, you spent a lot of CP, but like the the admit book is like really fucky because. It's a lot of stuff for free. There's like an aura a bit like a sub faction thing that's really good. The aura ability is really good. The canticles are really good. The dogmas are really. Do you know what I mean? Like they like they're like it's not necessarily CP dependent. Like necessarily like they obviously they had some great stratagems and that they use those as well. But what I mean is is like I don't necessarily think. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, good, but, like, I don't think necessarily hefty enough, maybe. I don't know. Like, but fine. You know, it costs more, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the fourth one, then, which is uh, same page, Galvanic Volley Fire. So this one is the strategy that you'd use in your shooting phase when a Skatari Rangers unit uh, from your army is likely to shoot. And until the end of that phase, Galvanic Rifles, models in that units are equipped with, are changed to Rapid Fire 2. Okay. Effectively, you double your shots. Yeah, yeah, but like, yes, Which this is this is this is fucking bananas. Uh, well, yeah, it was yeah, bananas, it especially when comboed with enriched rounds as well, because now you're getting effectively double the number of wounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've now changed this. So now, rather than being rapid fire two. Uh, which would be four shots, um, each. four shots in half range, two shots at long range. Yeah, and then you get plus three inches range for Lucius as well. Yeah, uh, they've changed it now to be heavy free. Now, the heavy doesn't matter too much. 
because a lot of the time you have ways to get around the heavy um, component anyway of AdMech. There's a lot of ways you can get around heavy. Um, it changes the number of shots. So you're getting fewer shots at, at short range, but you're getting more shots at the long range. Yeah. Is how this is working effectively. So people are currently discussing this a bit. It's just different. It's not massive. I think the biggest change with this is the enriched round change because now rather than firing um, 80 shots and every four plus to hit is an automatic wound, you're now, you're now firing and you're getting five pluses, right? Which is a, it's a big change. It's like a drop yeah, of four so times. Yeah, down to 10. Ten but equally, enough. when you do this, let's say you're shooting at short range, you've got 60 shots, now you do, yeah, you get like 20 automatic wounds. Uh, yeah. Like... still good, but okay. you've got to use a lot to get back. You've got to use the gate, you've got to use both these stratagems. This is 2CP, you'll then have 2CP on enriched rounds as well. Uh, it's, it's a lot to drop into this, right? Uh, uh, yeah, a lot. I guess it feels like that's gonna be, that's gonna be one of the heavy hitters. But then I feel like it it was, that was just more of a mistake previous anyway, right? That was already mm. too good, right? Yeah, like yeah. like crazy. It yes. was crazy, Ever crazy, crazy. Testing didn't catch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So those are all the changes to the Skitari Rangers, that's right? It, yeah. And I think overall for the Skitari Rangers, I'm happy with that. I think that's good because it's a lot of changes, a lot of tweaks. They don't want to go too overboard, and especially with factions like Admech, you definitely don't want to go too overboard. I would personally, but it's just a, a difference in like philosophy of how you want the game to run, right? Uh, I was using this example on Twitter earlier, and I kind of want to explain it a bit, uh, a bit more. Uh, factions like Tau are always either top tier or dog shit. Because, the because they play in, they play in based a, on numbers. But they also play in a very singular way, right? Like, you don't yeah, play them they in... play in a singular way, and if you have enough fucking damage to kill people, you don't. Right, right? yeah. So, Admech is in a very similar position, and I think that that, that is a failing of the book rather than a, a specific failing of the FAQ, because I don't think Admech necessarily have to be an always-shooting faction. At all. Right. Right. I think if you diversified the ways in which they can play, rather than just making them a shooting castle, you'd have a lot more room to to make them a little bit more easy to balance. Whereas because they're pretty much just a shooting brick, it's just tweaking around the edges of the numbers, and at that point you're either top tier or you're shit, like tell. That's a good. It's a good argument. I would say that that's because of like maybe a poorer internal balance. Like we saw, like Rickard. For yes, instance. it is. Hundred percent, it is. Yeah, yes. we saw we saw yeah. Rickard at the end of Eighth Edition, like running a lot of floaty boaties with some electro priests, and that was generally. Hmm generally seen as well like we all know yeah. or we might not all know that i'm obviously a deep lover deep deep emotional and physical lover of the sindonian dragoons yeah and oh, i wish no, that no 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 <laughs> like, and, no but... <laughs> one of them went missing <laughs> yeah yeah one of them did go missing so like oh, so like there's those there's um the rust stalkers like um uh there's the electro priest they do have there's even like fight castellan robots right they do have like the like it's not like they don't have the models right like tau tau don't have any like modeled melee units they do have yeah. me melee units modeled in the army mm -hmm. they just aren't i guess mm. actually it's really interesting having this conversation and tom your point is really good because it's the transverse of the conversation that we probably will have about orcs where like the orcs have got loads of shooting units but they're a bit sucky 
Like, whereas, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a, like, they have all of the options, but they don't give it. Whereas with Admech, they've been, they've got melee units. They just aren't given the, uh, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the they've got given the viability that you need to build anything around it. Whereas you just build a shooting army and then that's all you got. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, so moving on now from the, the Rangers, let's see which other... Because there's a lot of units that are causing issues with an ADMAC, right? You think of the Dragoons that you've already mentioned. You think of the planes that you've already mentioned. Let's 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 move on to the next one. Uh, Iron Strider Bowistari. One second. I'm just going to Google what that is because I, they're I laser don't chickens. know what they actually They're laser chickens. Like. They're, the, yeah, they're, ah, laser. they're the laser chickens. And the Sindonian Dragoons are the stabby chickens, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they both lose core. Which means that they can't benefit from a lot of the dogmas, the rerolls, and all that kind of buffs, and that's really it, it. It does a lot of damage to those, I think. Yeah, and I feel like that makes it a bit fair for everyone else because, like, as a Necron player looking on, where we've got very limited core keywords scattered around the army, and, and I would compare the Syndrome, uh, one of the Einstein Strider Ballastaris, like a similar unit. Then Necrons would be like an Annihilation Barge, which is kind of a similar size model. It's a floating. It's a move. It's a single piece that moves around and shoots stuff from afar. And that doesn't have yeah. core. And it's like 125 points of not that much good. Whereas the Iron, Star, Iron Striders were like 60 points of like amazing and core as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, losing okay. losing so the core means like, yeah, losing the core means they're not as effective. But if you were to put that unit in most other books, other people would be like, okay. "Big thumb, like this." Yeah, it's just an internal balance thing, though, right? Because do you drop them and take something else now? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, like I'm about to think. Yeah, like like good changes because they needed looking at, but it's the points value on those things that are just fucking dumb, in my opinion. Like, they're so, so, especially compared to the Dragoons. Like, it's like, these things are just, like, walking around, like, fucking bin chickening off stuff at, like, whatever, like, 48, 36-inch range. Like, not including move value, right? And then, and also they're very fast. So, like, you know, like, like both Nick and Tom, you'll know, and I'm sure everyone else will as well. But, you know, you're, like, behind a piece of terrain. Like, sometimes you don't necessarily have the full movement to, like, poke your head out to get that shot off that you need. But the Dragoons are just a little bit, I'm sorry, the Balastari are just that little bit faster. So they can just get themselves around that corner, get that perfect fire angle. Like, we know movement is king, and it's just really, really useful. Um, and, uh, like, and and they're so cheap. And if you compare them to Dragoons who have to walk over to fucking stab you, like, the Dragoons are, like, like way too expensive versus them. So I think it's an internal thing. That um, mm. and also then mm. it's an external thing because they're good compared to everything else out there as well uh, in that mm. kind of class. So I think honestly, I think if you were in like and they're plug and play, right? Now that they've lost core, they're plug and play. And you got to ask yourself, just look at their like profile and, and say to yourself, for those points values, would I put that in my Death Guard army, my Thousand Sons army? Like, what would I put? Like, you know, if I could, would I put them in? And I think the answer would be yes because they bring some great tech to the army for a great point value basically mm. okay yeah. shall we move on to the next one yeah yeah sure there isn't one. Oh, okay so so some things so, may be missing right yeah i'm a little bit surprised that planes didn't see a change yep uh, i think it's pretty clear that games workshop very much wanted to address this guitar ranger thing but without changing the size of the units so that's obviously we'll see how that pans out. 
Dragoon's obviously been changed as well, but I think there's a lot of stuff still in there that didn't get touched that I probably would have recommended did. Uh, we'll have to see how this pans out. I would initially suspect, this is my impression right now, that we might we might be asking for a second one of these in a couple in a month or so's time when the depth of this admec book really shines through because you don't necessarily need to take the syndonian dragoons you don't need to take the iron strider balistari you don't need to take 160 rangers right mm -hmm. you've got enough in that book that you can just say okay this has been ch changed i'm going to take these out not put as many points in here i'm going to put some points into some bombers and some planes exactly well what we need to do what we need to do is we need to get some top 40k pros <laughs> to make some <laughs> predictions now preferably I the mean, ones that games workshop like and are friends with mm -hmm. and then maybe they'll change it i feel like when we get twenty thousand views on every one of our videos we'll be to 40k pros <laughs> which makes us top players <laughs> because we all know that top players is defined by you know it's how popular your content is. Yeah, yeah. With how much for Games Workshop department likes your content. I agree. I. I want to hunt to find out who the best player in 40k is. Uh, Non-fly vehicles should struggle to get good firing lines. They just meet balls. Cheap chickens that auto advance then shoot their guns like assault on mads. They just meet balls, and I super agree with that 100. Um, and yeah, that 70, 71 percent win rate. See what they come down to. Um, and Gangster Pairs of Dice makes probably the best point. In fairness, Games Workshop is just shooting for the perfect win rate of 69%, 50% of the silver medal. Nobody's about that life. I agree. I agree 100%. You mean either... achieved that with Dark Eldar, the most depraved, one, of the, one of the most depraved factions. So Yeah, you're, well e you're either, you're either the 42.0% win rate or either 69% win rate. And honestly, I don't care what you are either side of those two numbers. You're either those or you're nothing to me emotionally. Mm. Um, so we'll find out like what, how, and if that affects generally the, the gamescape. I mean, sisters are still like, uh, strong as well. Obviously Drakari is still strong as well. And then the orc book, which obviously we're going to talk about in a minute, has still got to show its face on the, the scene, but it does feel like Tom, like Tom's point is because I think one of the things like when we talked about the Skitari book, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> well, tip in my hat there when we're talking about the edmac book it's the prevalence of how many things have the keyword skitari right that's the issue mm. like lots have the keyword well, lots have core yeah yeah as well yeah core or skitari and because that's everywhere you're able to take those buffs and apply them in the right place so it's quite a wide book that you could do a lot with um so we'll see whether or not like that pans out and again it's got like it's got all of the unit roles right it's got flyers it's got transports it's got it's got melee units if it wants to like switch it up it's got like cheap utility pieces it's got great dogmas it's got overlapping buffs like the other thing about like your army being reliant on psychic powers which is what i'm very interested with the thousand suns codex i'm interested to see if they have like a kind of like if they use their psychic powers and you would hope that their psychic powers are quite dominant if they use that to do a lot of output or if they use the psychic powers to kind of buff the existing troops that they have, right? Um, because one is just like or meh. Debuff. Yeah, one is like meh, is it going to do it? Yeah, or debuff, yeah. One is like the, the output version is like, well, is it as good as other efficient output? And then the one where it buffs its player, its troops, it's counter, you can counter it, right? You've got the opportunity to try and like, um, to stop it. Um, but you can't stop some of the uh, admic buffs. They just like buffing myself with this this turn, and you're like, cool, mm. big thumb. Not much I could do about that. So uh, yeah, 
not too bad. Apart from kill the characters. Yeah, apart from take loads of chain swords. And also just to avoid the matchup is, again, something key that we need to all do. Um, and take more risks. Yeah, what does the Twitch chat think? Um, uh, see what they're all saying in here. Uh, speaking of all books, uh, okay. Right, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I think everyone, not enough data, says Deviant Doc on this one. There's not enough data, that's true. Because, I mean, the other thing to talk about uh, very quickly, Nick, um, and, and again, the Falcon would be a better person to talk about it than I, but 72% win rate isn't like, oh, they need a bit of toning down. That's not like, no. that's not where we are. And was that, and that was like, it was that 170, like 160 player event. Or is that, or is that seventy-two percent win rate overall? That was seventy-two percent win rate overall over the over last weekend, like with several RTTs. Because mm. the uh, the Lone Star Open, specifically, ah. what we're talking about was one with sisters with a with a sanctum that was too big. Um, uh, the uh, so they didn't so they they, they got that, um, but loads of other events, Admec ended up uh, doing very very well. So yeah, um, it was a co- across the course of the weekend, and again, like when you're looking at nerfing something like. Yeah, also have to remember, yeah, like there's there's like a maybe they cancel each other out. Maybe the army being new or the way that it's playing being new catches people out, and maybe on the flip side of that, the people still playing with it haven't necessarily developed the skill sets high enough yet with the brand new book. But you would think that the admit players are gonna get better and better with their book. Yeah. And yeah, people are gonna it works get both ways, doesn't it? Yeah, and I guess people play it's against the, them the, more. Yeah. You either either the book comes out it's so broken that it like there's immediately a, a build which is really really strong, but then generally as time goes on, stronger builds emerge as people figure out the book even more. So yeah, the book's super strong and they've got a high win rate now. But like you say, if people, it's a two way street. People are going to learn to play against it, but then people are going to learn to play better with it. So that percentage probably isn't going to change, and I think that that was evidenced with Jukari. Like their win rate was massive and it had a little bit of a nerf and it's come down like 1%. But it's basically maintained at that high percentage because, yeah, people are learning to play against it, but then also getting better with it. Um, and like even when I played Drakari on Wednesday against Mark, I haven't played against him before, but I'd heard all about him and I kind of knew what I was going into uh, with the game. And even then, just like, even though I knew what I was playing against, I could barely do anything about it just because they're so quick and strong. Yeah, and you and yeah, and it, it felt like there wasn't much that you could particularly do about it. Mm, maybe with maybe with more games against them, but not initially. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. All right. So yeah, Mark the Cheatsman. Correct. That's what we call him. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's Admec. We'll see how people feel if people. I I, I took a quick peruse of the uh, Admec Facebook group earlier, and they seemed very comfortable with it. They were like, "Lol." I'll just take planes. Yeah. Lol. I'm very the happy. description of it all was fair to very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like when the people who are getting nerfed are calling it fair to very good, then you. You're, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not strong Sassy. enough. Not strong enough. Sassy. You need to push him that far until it gets salty, <laughs> and then you know it's the right level of a nerf. But what do you want to do on the flip side, right? So, some options that were available reduce them down from 20 man units to 10 man units, put the points up on, the, on a bunch of stuff. Like, you wanted to see some stuff. Maybe like some uh, like there were some there were a load of different options. But do you want a gentler nerf or do you want a more aggressive nerf? I my, what I what I would prefer is um, some more soft nerfing, some just some gentle nerfing around the edges, maybe down below, um, just some gentle ones, and then points hikes later on if they're still maintaining that level of uh, opness. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. I mean, I mean, Jakari still like sixty-eight percent or whatever Jakari at is still not like okay. So no. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about orcs because then we can all just be orc players and not give a fuck about it. Best, right? Um. Uh. <laughs> right. So let's talk about it. Uh, Nick, you had some rules for us. Some orky rules, right? Uh, Camelot. So obviously, well, I, I, just a stats. quick statement for anyone who's new and hasn't tuned in before. We've been doing this for four years. The game has been wildly imbalanced for that entire time period. We obviously would like balanced rules and a really thoughtful and proactive company to make the rules for us. But the game isn't that and probably will never be that. And that's not me being like, oh, fuck it. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter that the game is fucked. It does matter. But it doesn't matter to me enough that I'm not going to go and find my enjoyment in the game. I'm still going to go play and enjoy myself. That's what I'm going to do. And I still accept the fact that it's broken. Like, there we go. It's effectively broken twice now. I don't know how you double break something, but it is. Jukari and Abmek are double broke in the game, which is mental. Like, it's mental. <laughs> like, which is why Tom only plays teams. Because Tom has been playing 40k for like a decade. Yeah, and it's always broke. But he's like, right, we'll put that broke guy versus that broke guy. And then we'll finger gun our way to doing some team Warhammer. Well, yeah, pretty much. How yeah. We fix, this is how we fix the scene. Everyone just exclusively plays team events. Now. <laughs> That's how yeah. we fix it. I meant it. Right? I'm yeah. down. That's, <laughs> uh, that's who we are now team based events we just team based events until it's until it's fixed or we laugh at everyone who thinks that it's good to play singles uh, right Nick talk to me about orcs please um, okay uh, I I did some stuff well I've got some interesting statistics so we've got some comparable statistics between um, some of the newer codexes so Necron, Death Guard, Jukari, Admech and Orcs um, yeah, so people who have been following along over the months. Is it the spicy chart? The what? Sorry, the spicy. The spice, oh, no. I, I put a spicy chart up last week. Well, maybe we could uh, use these to ver- verify that spicy chart. But oh yes, yes. Let so I've just done. I've chart. just done my usual rules breakdown of uh, the type of rules in each book um, and the broad effect of those rules. And it just kind of gives us a little bit of an insight into the flavor of the book that Games Workshop rules writers were kind of going for. So like for instance, Death Guard, you'd imagine that they would be, uh, you know, their most famous rule is being disgustingly resilient. Mm-hmm. So you'd imagine they would have the most resilience based rules. You would. But interestingly, over the five codexes that I have in my stats, Everyone is averaging at about 20 or 19 resilience-based rules, but Death Guard only have nine. Oh. Um, most of their, a lot of their rules, they tended, their codex tended to be more in the debuff, uh, sort of a debuff army. So that's kind of what their rules are kind of more uh, heading towards. Um, I don't know if you've got the stats. Up uh, give me a second. I'm about to right now yeah. for you guys. Uh, um. And predominantly across the codex, as most of the stratagems, as you'd probably imagine, focus on either damage, melee, mortal wounds, or shooting. Uh, and the orcs, having a look through them, they have Death God have got the least number of rules. Obviously, they've got kind of a middling number of rules in their codex. They're not as complicated as uh, in terms of number of rules as Jukari and Admet. They've got 116 uh, top of the chart so far as Jukari with 128 individual rules. Um, Orcs, most of their, a lot of their 
rules tended to focus on resilience. So either like, you know, relics to give you a four pin vulnerable save or uh, a transhuman strat um, and things like that. Um, And then a lot of them focused on movement. So either like re-rolling your charges or piling in an extra bit or going an extra two inches as a relic or uh, things like that. So the the identity, if you can give the old orcs ident- codex an identity, it's kind of like, you know, movement based or resilience based, interestingly. Um, so there you go. OK. Well, I th- yeah, I saw. But I do have an interesting stat. Uh, what's the interesting stat? about. So, but we need to guess from you guys and the chat. Well, so hold on. So I, I want to hear the interesting stat, but I think Snowman Wizard made a good point as well. Like, one of the things that's... that's, that's uh, Nick, because I really like this, because I don't think anyone's done anything like this, and I think it's really fascinating, um, because mm. uh, what you really started to see over time, and I remember you suggested it when we started the edition, you effectively mm. were saying, like, look, how's it going to, like, balance out? And Snowman Wizard just mm. pointed out that, like, of all the effective... Uh, it'd be interesting to add effective stratagems like yes one thing one thing that i have built into my spreadsheet when i'm doing this i've got a tier list so what i want to do is go through every single rule and give it a tiering either one to five so one being bad five being amazing yeah and i'd love to do that and i'd love to get other people to actually fill it in as well so it's not just my subjective opinion um to give a tier list to all the rules and then we could look we could give an assigned sort of power level to uh, all of these abilities and overall codex, which would be really, really interesting. Obviously, it would be completely subjective, yeah. but um, yeah, I think that would be interesting. Sorry, what were you going to say, Rob? Uh, just that, yeah, like what's the what is the effective amount? You know, like when you have like a bunch of stratagems, uh, like we just looked at, there are mm. forty stratagems, which is the second highest available for necrons. Mm. Um, uh, like, well, so, so Admech and, and Necrons have got the most stratagems, but probably they've mm. got the least viable stratagems, like, even, like percentage wise. And they've got the largest pool to pick from, but mm. they've probably got the least effective. Uh, and I find that quite interesting. Where, yeah. Whereas Jukari, maybe an Admech, probably got some of the highest effective ones. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. Because I, I was, I've been preparing my. Because whenever I go to a tournament, I get all of my rules onto one PDF onto my iPad. So I've got all the rules I need boiled down into one document. And like, if I don't need a data sheet from a codex, I'll just delete it. If I don't need a stratagem, I'll delete it. So I went, I've been through all the strategy and I've crossed out two thirds of them. I've got like, I know, I've got like two, one third of the stratagems that are only really relevant to my army. Obviously, that is depend army build dependent, but you know, quite a few of the Necron rules. Obviously, it was the first one for ninth. I think it's the first go at their new version of Codex. And this locking stratagems to specific units, I think, has was definitely early on. I'm not, I can't remember, looking back at the recent ones, if they're still doing that as much as they were. Yeah, I the, think they the are. Re- I think they are, like, or at least, yeah. like, types. Like, for instance, in the Orc one, it's like yeah. there is either speed freaks or they're um or they're like yeah. uh beast snaggers although they do have a couple of individual unit stratagems yeah but i think if like that's fine i think if it's like beast snaggers or vehicles or speed freaks because that applies to a broad range of units like maybe five or ten five to ten units but the necron codex it was very much like this stratagem is only relevant to uh, scarabs this one's only relevant to the reanimator this one's only relevant to thingy so basically every unit had its own stratagem not like 
Uh, and with the, there's like one, there's like the auto explode, which is for vehicles, or the quantum shielding one, which is for everything with quantum shielding. So there's a few, but you know, as a salty Necron player, I feel like I'm hard done by. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Obviously. That's fair. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the case. Uh, yeah. That's just me being salty. Um, but the interesting stat I have from, uh, for you guys, which isn't on the data, um, is so last week, as we were going, our initial impressions of the codex, we were like, oh my God, there's so many rules that are specifically for only the new models. So I was like, I'm going to count how many of the new models are specifically only. Okay, so this is the Orc book, right? Models. This is the this Orc is, book. Yes, yeah, so this is the Orc book. And this is, uh, so this is the latest wave. So this is all the Beast Snagger stuff. So of a percentage of the rules in the book, how what percentage do you think are explicitly for the be- the new models only? Tom, where you at? What do you think? And chat, you need to guess 69. as well. 69%. <laughs> 69%. Okay. Uh, okay. For just the new stuff, as like a percentage, um, I'm going to go for 50%. 50%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 50, I think. 50. So we've got... Einert, 40%. I can't pronounce that username. 40%. <laughs> Hermanista, 74%. Viking DX, 42.0%. Good guess. Colorway, 50%. Yes, Meatballs, 40%. Coast Guard, 30%. Yeah, so it's around like 40%. And so everyone's like going quite big. It's interestingly only 11%. What, for new models? Yeah. How so many? 11% of the new, 11. The new, 11%. Okay. And I was like, oh, initially I was shocked because I was like, my probably my personal bias was like, oh, it's going to be loads. It's going to be loads if fucked us over. But actually, it's only 11%. Do you know what I'd be interested and in, Nick, I... is the percentage of effective stratagems that it's the, per- it's oh, the yes, percentage that... of. Okay, yes. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, the next stat that I looked at following that, I was like, well, but, but what percentage of the model range are the new models now? And they're 13% of the model range now. Who, the new things. Yes, the new stuff is 13% of the model range and they've got 11% of the rules. So actually, maybe it is fair. But what I would like to do for next week is, because uh, my salt mine is deep as the, as the ocean, um, I would like to look at how much of the book is actually relevant to the past two releases. So, you know, all the buggies and the Speed Freak stuff combined with the Beast Snaggers, because I reckon the percentage is much higher then. Yeah. Because all the previous stuff like, you know, Killer Cans, Dread uh, boys and all that kind of stuff. I bet they've sort of been laid to waste with, you know, the new two waves is mostly, most of the book um, rules wise. So tune in next week to find out that interesting stat from nickostats.com. Okay, I'm interested. Nickostats.com is a website I'd like to set up if anyone would like to uh, help us out with that. Uh, all right, sweet. Um, so should we, we talked about the stratagems last week, right? Didn't we? For, we did. for orcs. Uh, so to carry yeah. this on, um, there's some warlord traits and there's some other stuff. Now, when we get to, um, uh, like, I don't think we need to cover all of it. And also, hilariously, that you got to skip this. I think I would just like to talk about um, uh, the data sheets first and then cycle back to the other things personally. Because I don't know if this yeah. is my personal bias, but for me, it feels like from the data sheets, it's a, it's a situation of... of Sometimes it's like the stratagem affects the unit so much that you go and do something that you take the unit in some armies. Or like in Amex's case, you can have very cheap unit that you can overlap buffs onto and that's you kind of build that way, if that makes sense. Whereas with the Orc book this time around, because obviously each book is different and they all work differently. In my opinion, it, oh maybe it's the same as the Amex a little bit. It very much feels like 
it's the points cost available to the units and then you work backwards from there because there's some very cheap stuff is what i'm going to say i don't know what you think mm. yes i yeah I, I agree with that yeah so you you look at the book what's the most points effective unit just at its base cost for what it does in its day it's like and then put layers on top of that rather than what's what are the strats pointing me at yeah 100 percent yeah or or what are the well, I do I do think there are I do think there are some things in the Orc Codex which point which um make me want to take particular units irregardless of what their data sheet does like last week I was going on about oh they've got Werner boys they got nothing whereas having a proper look through the codex I think there is there is a there is a build for a Werner boy unit in your list um i would love them to tweak the way the specialist mobs work where they can still get in a transport that's a, that's an issue i think with truck boys because they lose the clan keyword so they can't get in a clan truck because the truck says it can transport 10 clan which infantry. is something we think is so going to get boys fixed in the FAQ. Truck, is, yeah that's an obvious faq but i would hope that they can do it with all the specialist mobs so because burner boys you can make them pyromaniacs um which means they get a minimum three with their random shots, flamers. So a unit of 10 would get a minimum of 30 uh, flamer shots, which is pretty nice because um, they actually changed the burner boy weapon. It used to be D3 for the whole unit, but now it's D6 each model. So it's just a normal flamer, which is great. So you can get a really high number of flamer shots. So you can either teleport them down um, or you, I'd love to be able to put them in a truck, which is open top. So they just drive around flamering stuff. Um and yeah, there's an, like a strat where you can, so you could teleport them down, flame, and then charge in, do the strat for AP2 in combat. And there's also, I think, a custom job for a spanner, which can make them do mortal wounds in combat as well. Um, so, so those kind of rules do make me want to pick a certain unit, not just because their data slate is good, because their data slate is pretty average, I think. They're just uh, an orc with a flamer. That's nothing special, but... Those other things on top, I think, are pointing me towards taking that unit. All right. Whether it's great or not, whether it's great or not, probably not. Well, so I'm going like to yeah. shout out some stuff that I think is good in the book, yeah, and then we can yes. kind of cycle around it. I think there are, t to me, there are there are three great things inside this book, yeah. There's some pretty like for shooting for an orc book. There's some pretty good ignores line of sight shooting. Yeah, where? Right. Uh, I think in squig buggies, what? and I think also in the um, uh, in the kill rig and the, uh, the 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 killer rig and the other rig from the lobber, right? So that's where I think that they're available. So like, nice. and, and I, are they new models? Uh, and I'll talk about them. Yes, the the kill rig is the car is not right. So the kill rig has got the Evy lobber, yeah, um, which we know that there's a stratagem for. Um, if you go back to the stratagems page, um, and uh, it's heavy D six, it's forty eight inches. Um, but it's blast and it's uh, it can target. So the heavy lobber stratagem is. Let me just go find it for you guys. Um, you get halves movement characteristic. Yes. Of the unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or the charges or something. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's the one. So the, the heavy lobber's on that, but it's on the kill rig anyway, which is pre like which is uh, the um, uh, the psychic version, which is 190 points. But it, it's also a transport, right? So if you take off the price of a truck. Yeah, which is 70 points. So then mm. it's 120 points. And then it's a Psyker. So you take off the cost. The cost It's a two-cat Psyker. So you take off the cost of that. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're down to like 50, 40 points, right? 
for like the yeah, gun for the, for the guns and stuff and it's toughness eight with 16 wounds and a three up armor save so it's like an absolute like no-brainer to almost get some line of sight like ignores line of sight shooting for free in addition and the word towers are great as well because the word tower is um assault one strength nine um uh, ap minus three d6 damage however it becomes assault d3 if you've cast the psychic power yeah, so the B-Snagger models are good, is what I'm saying. It's this end of the diagram. The B-Snagger boys are this Yeah, end. but what I'm saying is, is like the heavy lobber, in addition to the psyche you're probably already going to take, yeah, on the vehicle you're going to take that's already a transport. So it's all it's all of your eggs in a basket, but it's a pretty tough basket and it's cheap, right? So, like, fuck yes for the kill rig. Um, and then also for the hunter rig as well, which has also got heavy lobber uh, and is only 160 points, but that can transport 15 so again, you take off the points for um, a truck, uh, or probably two trucks really. Um, and the hunter rig is also super cheap as well. Although I don't think I put it in my list, uh, but it's pretty good. Um, the hunter rig. So so the heavy lobbers. And then if you're not doing heavy, if you're not doing those for some ignore line sight shooting, and you want to kind of go a different way, then you go to the cars, right? And then you go for a, a rucker truck squig buggy, um, uh, which again are super crazy cheap. They're Oh, God, let me just look on Battlescribe. Oh, by the way, Battlescribe is updated for it all now, which is fucking great news for everyone. Yeah. Praise be to Battlescribe and all their admins. Pra- praise be. Yeah. 90 each. Thank you, says Home Minister. So, yeah, like, I've run two twos because I imagine I can fit two twos behind some terrain for some line of sight uh, shooting. And their, their weapon profile is, so you have a heavy squig launcher, which... Um, the, has a grot gunner, so instead of hitting on f- um, uh, each time one of this unit makes an attack with a heavy squig launch, you add one uh, to the attack's hit to hit roll. So instead of hitting on fives, it hits on fours, which is kind of frustrating, right? Because the heavy squig launcher and the squig launcher, both of which ignore line of sight, yeah, are, the, are basically the same profile other than the range. So it's just it's just it's just annoying because you're like, I just want to roll three yeah, and six, then, yeah. And like the heavy squig launcher isn't heavy, and the squig launcher is is assault yeah so you but, yeah why didn't they just combine them make them 30 inch range and make it 3d6 yes yeah, agreed but it's not so it's one shot it's it's 1d6 an assault d6 but it moves 10 inches so effective range obviously is 28 inches is assault d6 is 18 inch range uh, and then uh, and the profile is strength five minus two damage two and i know damage two isn't overly great inside the meta um because like mm. of a bunch of different reasons but I still think, like, yeah. for, like, as being discussed in the chat, like, um, for 90 points to be able to do, because the, the 36 inch version of it is Assault 2d6, Strength 5, minus 2, 2 damage, and is Blast. So you basically, like, for 180 points, are going to be doing 4d6 shots 36 inches away while you're hiding behind terrain, and they're trying to hide behind terrain. And it feels like all those backline, like, minimum like five man units that they're going to try and hide to do to do um uh the uh the actions and just to to back camp are going to be very susceptible and it's very cheap to do like i think quite a good job right basically mm. um so like i put i wrote two twos of those in my lists because i think that's good so i think that's one of the strengths of the um the book like and probably one of the weakest strengths of the book is that I think that you can got you got some okay like uh, shooting, which is probably very survivable because you're just parking it behind a bit of terrain, so and then you're shooting thirty six inches, right? 
Like, that feels very good. Whereas everyone else has to poke their head out to do the shooting. These guys are just like, oh, lol, just don't look at me. So I, I don't mm. know what you think. Tom, you got any thoughts on this? Not particularly. I haven't had a massive chance to research it a lot. All I saw was a picture of James's army, which is entirely buggy. But the thing is, I just told you. I, I told great. you the the things. Like, so I, I'll tell you the profile again. Like, no, it's fine. I was just. It's it's like thirty six. Like like because you use what do you use that ignores line of sight? Is it the night spinners? Yeah, yeah. I use night spinners. I use dark reapers. I use um, decan and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. They ignore line of sight. And and, and I'm I'm asking you like that's. Like having that inside because Death Guard don't have that. Oh mate, you Death Guard don't have access. Oh yeah. To that. Well, they have access to the plague burst crawlers, but sure. I always massively value line of ignore line of sight, right? Because it's one of those things that forces your opponent out to the open anyway, which is fine with regards to walks. It effectively removes the ability from to use terrain to ever hide anything. Yeah. And especially when you have a bunch of objectives hidden behind stuff, it's an incredibly valuable asset. Um, with orcs, I mean, it depends upon the rest of the book on how, how valuable that is. For example, if you're able to run like a horde of 120 boys like you were previously in 8th um, edition um, and just run them across the board, you don't really need the Iglorn out of sight because you just run over them and hit them in the head. But if you are going to go down the more shooty route, it's even more valuable. Mm. I think, like, in my head, they're in a mixed arms army, right? Where you're not, like, overloading into one category. They just do a job for quite... For very fucking cheap. I mean... Like, you're getting... Either that or full shooting, because if you have that... I mean, if you have a full shooting, I mean, you have no way to dig people out of terrain, which makes the ignore line of sight even more valuable, whereas if you have that kind of melee build or hybrid build, you don't necessarily need it so much. So the more shooting you have, the more valuable the ignore line of sight is. Yeah, and, 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 and like Nogal Matthews pointed out in the chat, like, if you compare it to a Plague Burst Crawler, Nick, which I know you've ran, basically, it's two squig squigger buggies for a plague burst crawler and i know that a plague burst crawler is like very fucking tough to deal with and kill but like for two of them you're going to be getting at 36 inches you're going to be getting 46 shots hitting on fours strength five minus two damage two um that are blast and that feels good yeah it's not it's not too far off so a plague burst crawler is 1d6 strength eight AP2 damage too. So the AP and the damage are the same. The only difference is the strength and the blister skill. The blister skill isn't like it's one difference. The strength is three difference. But obviously, depending on what you're shooting at, like the strength might be comparable for a lot of targets. Well, anything toughness. Well, they're not. They're not way far off. And yeah, maybe point for point, this is more efficient than a playburst crawler. But a playburst crawler gives you something different as well. Like it's way more solid yeah. and tough like it's got a fire pin bunch toughness eight minus one damage so yeah the shooting might be comparable but i think yeah playbook score it gives you other I mean, things on the list you, you you can talk about yeah you can talk about like for like if you want to but it's not like we're taking playbook crawlers and putting them in the art book right like playbook crawlers have their own role within death guard and it's there therefore it's kind of like difficult to compare them even unless you like playing yeah. against a board against your other. but it, it's not necessarily a dismissal of your point it's just like if it's in a different context, it's going to have a different application. And that's part of my issue with like getting into this conversation is that I haven't had the time to actually properly go through the York book yet. Uh, so I don't fully understand the context maybe as well as you guys do. And therefore I'm relying upon that a little bit. Well, I, I think, I think, I think the fact that that's in there because having like, I don't, we didn't really, Hey, hot sauce, Teddy, thanks for resubscribing. I don't like having played orcs previously in the last edition and played them with the Met guns, played them with loads of orc boys as well. I think I, I rarely, I rarely had something that could just hide and just keep chipping away at stuff. Or Nick, I don't know if you agree with this. Like, uh, like if someone was like, just, dug into a piece of terrain at the back of the board our trick was 
to roll a nu- an eight on a charge. <laughs> like, that was the way to get rid of them. Like that was <laughs> so. Like this is now given the book options. Not that it wasn't there before, but it seems like it's cheaper, um, and it gives the book options, which I don't think it had the option for before. And it's so cheap. You don't have to put it in, but I think it's cheap. And I think if you even if you don't go for the rush truck squig buggies, you're probably taking the kill rig um, anyway. So you've still got some shooting as well. In addition, like, you know, you could go all the way and just go for a bunch of kill rigs and stick loads of lads in it and fucking and do that all day. But I, I think that's nice because I would say that there are three things that the book does well. It's got line of sight blocking shooting or ignores line of sight blocking shooting, which is decent. Yeah. Um, number two, it's great in melee. Uh, and number three, it's got some great character hammer. You could do some tricked up fucking smash face boys and it's all pretty much new models, I think is my take on it like yeah the beast snaggers the the boys uh effectively because you can just do so much stuff you can do so much stuff so like let's talk about the uh, knob on smasher squig which you got with the the beast snagger box right um so he's 65 points which is i think really fucking good uh toughness six with five wounds and a four up armor save um uh and uh uh, for each clan squig hog boys unit, so we'll talk about those next. Included in a detachment, up to two, up to two clan knob on smash squig units can be included in that detachment without taking up any battlefield roll slots. Is pretty uh, good. It's just fucking mental good because it just takes it like it's a, a sixty-five point. Really, five wounds is wait, no joke. Sixty-five points. Sixty-five points. Sixty-five points for okay, like a then. little tiny smash captain. Uh, that you can include with no list writing compromises whatsoever. Zero. Like that, yeah, that is just uh, buy this new model, please. Lamau. Like it's it's really good, Tom. Let me tell you its profile because it's it's wicked, and and there are ways Zero, to make bro. it better. What's it called again, sir? I'm trying to find a knob on Smasher Squig. Um, but so he's got oh, a slugger. Nice. We'll ignore that, right? So he's got a big chopper. So he's strength. So he's obviously hits on threes. He's strength seven with his big chopper. Uh, AP one, damage two with his four attacks. And his smasher squig, yeah, you get to make two additional attacks with the smasher squig, yeah, on top of the ones you've already generated, yeah. So you so you got five at strength seven, AP one, damage two, and then you've got another two at strength six, AP one, damage two, right? So effectively, you're do, you've got seven. Um, uh, attacks that are damaged too from the 65 point model right in close combat hitting on threes mm-hmm. and also uh, when he charges he does a mortal wound on the charge but like he's just a great 65 point unit for like running around mm-hmm. and doing all sorts of stuff I think he's I think he's really solid mm. yeah, fast yeah, very yeah. fast as well yeah 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 I mean he doesn't hit he doesn't hit like a bus but that's not the point he still hits decently well he's still running around for your engage points and what have you I'm still trying to find the data slate by the way I don't see to be able to page locate it that's okay we don't mind you. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, really... I don't have a physical. <laughs> no, that's why I said it. That was the joke. Uh, that was I the know. joke. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is all a really good uh, 65-point utility piece, which you can just take for free as long as you have the new stuff. See, like, yeah, because a lot of most times when you're trying to fit work out your army list, like I've had it recently with my Necrons, like you're trying yeah. to fit all the perfect u- number of units in, but you might be bound by the, the detachment slots, which make it really difficult and a bit of a headache. And I, I you know, that's part of the enjoyment. But this, you know, this is just good because you can have it for free. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and also like, and we haven't talked about this. We'll talk before we talk about Squig Hog Boys. We'll talk about um, 
the uh, the beast boss on Squigasaur because this is really important as well. So um, he's got an aura. So uh, beast Naga core or beast Naga character units, and obviously um, the 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 Squig Hog boy is a core. That's really important. And um, uh, so and the uh, knob on Smasher Squig is also a character. So both of these get plus one to hit. Um, uh, plus one to hit in melee. So all of the army basically now hits on twos in melee, right? As mm. long as you're near the, mm -hmm. the beast boss on Squigasaur. Uh, he's also got a five up invulnerable save and he's also reduces the damage coming in by one on the beast boss on Squigasaur. This guy is amazing, like, in my opinion. So obviously, like, so he's got yeah. seven wounds. Uh, no, sorry, nine wounds at toughness seven. So he's as tough, like, toughness seven. It's crazy. Um, with nine wounds. He's got five attacks, and with his Beast Chopper, he's strength six, minus two, damage two, um, and then you can make an additional attack. So it's seven attacks, sorry, six attacks, uh, strength six, minus two, damage two. But then the Squigasaur that he's on is three additional attacks, strength seven, minus three, damage three, for like 115 points, right? There's more There's more to that rule, though, because yeah. if he rolls a six to wound with the with his mount, three mortal wounds yeah 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 it's like that's mental from the uh that's so that is yeah. so fucking good yeah like most most rules that you see in the game are like yeah if you roll a six to wound you get one mortal wound but they've just gone yeah three yeah well they just get the damage you just get the damage amount right um which is crazy yeah. so that's the squigasaur which is good and this is without even buffing them so like you're already looking at that and you compare that to like and, and he's fast, right? Because they're movement 10. You know how many points that guy is? 115. 15. I'm pretty certain. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it's 115. Uh, let me just double check now uh, because uh, it's worth looking at 100%. Um, I could look at the back of the book, but I prefer looking at ba ba Battle Scribe. I trust it more. <laughs> is that weird that I trust it more? Uh, hold on. Let me just go find it. Um, uh, 145. Sorry, it's 145. So how dare okay. I? Yeah. Um, okay. But like really good because he's going to give that plus one, uh, plus one to hit. And this is what I mean. So, but he's also like a fairly small base, right? So you, you could either have your knob or you could have the beast boss on Squigasaur and you can use him as like a mini smash captain and he just can mm -hmm. run off doing whatever he wants. Right. And anyway, like I think he, I think he's very valuable in, a, in the list. I don't know what you think, Nick. Uh, yes, I'm sure he's very good, particularly if you're going down the, the new model route, which the Codex wants you to. Yep. Uh, yeah, he seems very strong. Um, I'm comparing him because uh, I've, you know, I've been thinking about Necrons. Like he, they're kind of in a similar role slot to the like a Locust Destroyer Lord. Um, I'd say they're very comparable units because they're a single hero on a mount. Well, kind of a mount. Um, but he, these ones, they just have lots of like they've got the minus one damage. You got inbuilt invuln save. Oh, the minus one damage. damage. The minus one yeah, damage is fucking huge. Yeah, like nine wounds with minus one damage. Nine wounds is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, these are way better than a destroyer lord, which makes me even, my salt is intensifying <laughs> as we go. 
Like, so ba- massive fan of that. On multiple different things. And I'll just quickly talk about uh, the squig herd, and then I'll talk about ways to make those three things in particular a lot better, and then we can talk about other stuff. So the not, so the, uh, the the squig hog boys, which are super pushed for their points, in my opinion, they're twenty five points per model. So you're getting three for seventy five, but like I, I like I think you're either going to take five or six because why wouldn't you? And you're probably going to take max. Um, so they're toughness six with three wounds apiece with a four up armor save, and obviously they're beast snaggers, so they've got a six up in fun. So they're super cheap. Um, they hit on threes unless you've got the squiggersaw nearby, and in which case they're going to be hitting on twos, and they've got three attacks each. But that's not quite right because they've obviously also got the squig hog attacks. So um, and then you've, you're also rocking around with a fucking um, uh, oh god, the what's the are they they're, they're armed with a chopper, aren't they? Let me just make sure I've got this right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Saddlegate weapons. No, they've got Saddlegate weapons, um, which is the same as... Uh, no, that's wrong. Oh, God, I've got this wrong now. You make four attacks uh, at... No, no, you get three attacks with the melee. Oh, no, that's the yeah, Saddlegate. Yeah. So they've got the stickers, right? Um, so uh, you got yeah. three attacks each, uh, but they're strength six. Strength six, which is crazy. Um, um, and then AP2 damage 2 with the sticker and then so that's so from your unit of let's say 3 which is 75 points yeah you're already going to get yourself 9 attacks at strength 6 minus 2 2 damage and then from the squig hog jaws you get 2 each so that's going to be 6 attacks again at strength 6 AP1 and damage 2 but they're all hitting on 2s and that's a 75 point unit to be able to achieve that and if you double it up so you've got 6 just double those numbers i just said like it's just fucking really good man like really good and then if yes that seems uh very efficient it's super efficient like i was trying to, i was trying to roll it against some intercessors in my head not that i think you're going to see loads of intercessors and i don't think it does particularly well into um marine uh, not marines into into all the terminators but you've got some real good options right so mm. um let me just talk about what the warlord trait for beast snaggers right which is beast gob aura while a friendly clan squig unit is within six inches warlord each time a modern that unit makes a melee attack with squig hog jaws smash your squig jaws or squig sword jaws you add one to the attacks damage characteristic so uh tom all those jaw attacks i just described mm-hmm. in, and now not damage yeah. two they're damage three I'm going to be honest, mate. I'm trying to update my app so I have a clue what the fuck you guys are saying because you're just saying squig hog, what's it, my jobby big axe, choppy bit. And I'm just like, <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Well, okay. <laughs> so what I've done, mate, is I've got the app code and I'm updating the app so I can follow along. Okay, so just, so just an so update for you and the audience uh, that the, uh, mm. the app code actually won't work in your app until the full release of the book. They said this a couple of days ago. Why? Really? <laughs> I love telling you that. That was great. I'm so happy you were trying to work it out, and it was just fucking. <laughs> I'm updating it now, dude. Trying to make it fucking. Well, I, I would be if I wasn't on Yorkshire internet because the modems. Doesn't matter. Uh, updating it. Uh, updating it will do nothing for you. Like. <laughs> what the fuck is the point of this? <laughs> oh my word! They're doing, them no, they're doing right. themselves no favors with the app of the Let's year. Let's see if we can get myself something else where I could actually follow along. Because at the minute, what I'm looking at is just full aids, and I can't like. Okay. Look yeah, it. it is a squeak axe. But Nick, <laughs> I, like, I think you were following along a little bit. But basically, all those three things. So either the boss knob, the uh, the the 
Beast Boss on Squigasaur or the Squigs. So, that, like, if they're near... So, if you take yourself a Warlord with a Beast Gob Aura, all, plus one damage to all of the draw attacks around you is fucking crazy. Agreed. Yeah, like, so yeah. good. Super push. Because then, because we said earlier, like, uh, you know, because uh, all, all of the profiles damage too, so that's not great because there's a lot, well, not great on, sometimes because there's a lot of minus one damage around nowadays. Yep. So that, that gives them a little bit of an edge against minus one damage stuff, making them extra damage too. But it is obviously only on the mount, so it's not all of their attacks. So, uh, you know, yes, it's, it's very, very good. Like, yeah, it's, it's super good. And I'm not yeah, finished yet because let's talk about the fact that you've got um, uh, Beast... Uh, no, not Beast Scent. Um, where is it? Spirit of Gork. Um, so uh, it's a blessing and you cast it within uh, six, 12 inches uh, of a friendly squig unit, which would be all those things I just described. Uh, there's a link in the chat for you, Tom, by the way. Um, each time that unit okay, each time that unit fights, it can make one additional attack with each of the big chompers, jaws or squig hoppers or any of those other things. Now, obviously, you can only cast this once on one unit. Um, and then each time a model that unit makes attacks with the big chompers jaws or any of the jaw attacks, an unmodified wound roll of a six, that attack inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition, Nick. Right? So I pick a addition. unit. So let's, let's, hold on. I want to buff them up properly. So we're also going to take them as being goths. Yeah? So let's get fucking, let's get real on this shit. Tom, do you want to get real on it? And I'll talk you through Yeah, it. I'm down for it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to cast Spirit of Gork on a unit of squig hog boys. We've got six of them. Yeah, some squig hog boys, right? So they're going to do an additional attack on their big chomper, and they're going to be near uh, the 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 warlord who's got uh, the beast gob aura. Um, and then we're also we've made them goths, yeah, and we are going to use the stratagem on them for being a goth, which is unbridled carnage. Which is each time one of that unit makes an attack uh, on a five plus to hit, it's going to do an additional hit, right? And let's fucking, let's just do this because it's fucking hot, right? So we've got six of them. That means from just the squig hog jaws, we're going to be doing 18 attacks because we've got three each now because of the blessing, right? 18 attacks. We're going to, they're hitting on twos because we're near, they're near the, the beast boss guy. Uh, they're hitting on twos. They're strength six. They're generating extra hits on five plus. They're strength six. They're generating five, extra hits on five plus. Their, their AP is only one. But any sixes to wound are going to do an additional mortal wound, and they're damage three. And that unit has cost 150 points. Now, there is a character nearby and also a psyker to achieve that. Mm. But, oh boy. Mm. Oh. You do have to get them there. They're not flying, so you, you can screen them out if your army has screens. But yep. like if you're if you were like an elite army, like, I don't know, Custodes or uh, like a more uh, elite marine build, for as an example and you don't have that many screens or whatever, then yeah, that unit, unless you stop it going in, it's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in a combo. So your stars have to align for it, but that does sound like a crazy combo. Yeah. A ch -ch -ch cheesy combo. Well, it's pretty good. You, there's also other stuff you could do like Monster Hunter. So like that's two CP that gives you plus one to wound against vehicles. If you're going into like everything really applies to them. And that's kind of like where you're at with the book. Like, and and that's just that side about melee that you can create some really great melee stuff. And I like why wouldn't you take the the boss on Squigasaur? He's so good. Like 
just, I mean, even like that was with the spell and also putting them into a particular like sub faction. But like, you know, you don't have to go that route, but you could. And you're just having a fucking great time, in my opinion. Like, and it's so cheap. Three max units. So what? they're like 150. So it's 450 points for max units of squig hogs. And then um, you add in uh, a squigasaur guy as your uh, character in a detachment. So you just go in goths. You've spent, you spent only about 600 points so far, right? Mm. And then you've got yourself... So, like three four melee threats significant mm. melee threats right i think um and you spent 600 points it's it's wild yeah that's yeah that is uh, mental good i would be happy if i hadn't if i wasn't wanting to play orcs with my current collection if oh, i wasn't okay. already not there this is great this is great news to non-orc players i think because you can go ah oh, i'll pick up orcs What's good? I'll go this end of the horse and just get all the new good stuff because that's most relevant and all the best stuff. Whereas I'm working this end down of the horse and trying to make it good um, with my old stuff. So I'm 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 looking at this case from a different point of view to Rob to you, Rob. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I no, I completely understand that. I also think like we could talk about this for ages, but like maybe we should come back to this next week because I would kind of like to challenge you both, like if you want to go away from here. Because the other thing is the thing I haven't talked about is that I think that you can build yourself some absolute smashing war bosses. You can um, war boss in Mega Armor, war boss yeah. on like a, a killer trike thing. The death, yeah, the, de- the death killer war trike, I think, is uh, he's not really a buff piece anymore. He used to like give like run and charge and things like that, but they've kind of taken that away. He's definitely more now an absolute uh, beast in combat. He's got, he's got a good shooting attack. Uh, and a lot, but the main thing about him, obviously, well, you'd expect it from the Death Killer War Strike because he's a speed freak, that he's ridiculously fast. So I'm sure in a war, in the turn that you are, when you can um, uh, advance and charge, I'm sure there's ways to get him to go like 30 inches in a turn and then still charge. Yeah. 100%. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's, um, uh, I think that's, I think, I think we should come back to that. I don't know what you guys think, but I think we should come back to that next week. Like on build Thursday, it. right? And we build should build up, boss. build our own war bosses, build, and I, build the bear war boss. Yeah, yeah and we well, should yeah, challenge war, war boss mech shop. Yeah, the war boss mech shop, and we should challenge uh, the Twitch chat and also anyone who's listening at home to come to come correct with your best war boss, uh, because I think that I, there are loads. There are, in fact, actually, you might want to build yourself two war bosses because they fucking smash face so hard, um, and I think that's kind of interesting because I think you can go orcs but more elite, which is rare. Right, like it's not been, it's been a long time, like not very common. That you I mean, I, it depends on if you class the buggy lists as elite, right? Because I know lots of people are using the Death Skulls version at the start of ninth, mm. right? Because this is like low model count, those models just happen to be fucking huge and have large numbers of wins each. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm mm-hmm. with you. And actually, like thinking through the list a couple of times, I was actually like, or looking through the things that I liked, I was like, I oh, actually still, how do I hold the primary? Like, what's my what's my way of holding the primary, right? Like, and hoping that the they FAQ truck boys, so I could just push some truck boys up early. They hold my objective, so the squig boys can come around later. Like uh, for for primaries, I'm liking uh, death skulls because your infantry get obsec, so that opens up more. Then you're not just relying on boys and Gretchen for, uh, for obsec. Um, so I really like death skulls. That's one of the lists that I've been looking at. Uh, Particularly because I want to use my mega mega knobs, I'm thinking like an odd case with some mega knobs in that are all obsec. 
But the one thing that I'm concerned about is if you're running an hard case, if it blows up and you roll a one, that's a mega knob dead. So I've been putting in five commandos in there who are also no obsecs. They can jump out of it and jump on an objective or hold an objective. But then they give you that that little buffer that if the hard case dies, you roll a number of dice. If you get any ones, you just take off a commando instead of the mega knob, which yeah. would be an expensive pull. Um, so that's something that I've been looking at. I don't know whether it's good or not. Probably not. But like I said, I'm coming at this codex from I've got an old collection. I want to make it good in this book. How can I get the best out of my current collection rather than just giving in and buying all the new shit? Yeah, Please. that's fair. That's super fair. Like, uh, yeah, like I'm with you, but I think the book is very much trying to make you play the new shit. Like, <laughs> yes, like agreed. Strategy must be down. Agreed. Yeah. No, like everything. Like, like you read every other, like you read every other warlord trait or like anything, and it's like, by the way, probably like they're like, hey, do you want to add plus plus one damage to all of your melee weapons? Feels great. I don't know, like if it maths out great, but it feels great on those jaw attacks, right? So, I mean is what I'm trying to say. But we'll talk about it next week, right? How's that sound? Mm. Okay, well... Sounds good to me. Yep, love it. Are you guys playing any 40k this week? Um, Next weekend, uh, I'm at the Hellstorm event with my Necrons. Nice. List of mission is this Saturday. Is that the one in Nottingham? I've done some tweets. Uh, Mansfield. Uh, Oh, it's not that one. Uh, It's It's not the Goonhammer one. Yeah, Yeah. it's the Goonhammer one now. Yeah. Um, And I may or may not play a game this Wednesday. Uh, but I might be playing Mordheim potentially as preparation for 40k Mordheim campaign game. Just use it as like a palate cleanser, I think. Uh, Tom, what yeah, about you? Yeah. Got some 40k plans this week? Uh, I'm not playing anything this week, I don't think. No, uh, I haven't got anything booked in yet right now. Nice. All right. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I'm going to try and get myself, uh, uh, even if it's on TTS, I want to start practicing my orc, my orc list, I think um uh because have you got it built no no because most of the models aren't out yet so i was actually thinking of using tts as a tool to perfect my list before the models come out because at the minute i think i want to take a hunter rig and a killer rig but actually i think that's just because i want a hunter rig probably not because it's worth it like Mm. so i'm like i would like to try it out on tts and actually be like do you know what I could probably do with some more like things to cap objectives, which I think is where my list currently is struggling. Um, so I think that would be that would be like an interesting take, and also whether or not the killer rig is like worth it. Um, uh, and Colorou, yes, that would be great. And I might also try and get some in real life practice games, but with bases, the classic, the practice, make loads of crystals. Yeah. Uh, all right. That'd be better than TTS, in my opinion. I think it would be better in TTS as well. I don't want to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's hundred um, percent. Plus, like a three D print bases. It could be the cheapest human ever. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, got any shout outs? Any things you think are relevant you want to talk about in the world? Um, no, not really. Shout out to Gozzy. Big shout out to Gozzy. Uh, Tom, what about you, baby? Uh, have you got a shout out first, mate? I want to do my last. Uh, no, no, no one. Uh, fuck everyone okay. today. Um, so, a lot of you guys might not know, but my first uh, interaction with like ETC WTC was I was playing for Team Ireland, uh, and I'm still deeply ingrained with the Irish community. They do um, regular Zoom calls over there uh, where everyone just paints. And um, there's a gentleman over there whose name's John Stowe, and he has been a pillar of the Irish 4K community for as long as, as I can remember. Uh, he was always a, a, a top opponent and a really, really good man. And he passed away on Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Um, and I was privileged to call him a friend. 
Um, he was one of the most kind, lovely, jovial and welcoming people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting in his hobby. And he was the embodiment of everything good in our community. Um, the most enjoyable of opponents and a good, good man away from the tabletop. He took genuine joy in everything that he did. And he worked tirelessly for the good of the Irish scene and he will be dearly missed. And I want to just give a dedication and a shout out to him and his family. Um, his funeral was this morning. I can watch the stream for that. And I just wanted to, I don't want his name to be forgotten because he is the embodiment of everything good in our community. And I want to give him a shout out for that. Okay. All right. Well, that's lovely. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, and, and big shout out to his family and everyone in the community. And I hope they're okay. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a uh, uh, bless. Um, and so just huge love to everyone there. And if we could do anything, we should try and do something if we could do something. Um, uh, loads of love. Uh, we'll try and end it there. I don't know how to do an upbeat goodbye after that. But I, yeah, sorry about, <laughs> sorry about that, Rob. I just, I, just... <laughs> I, had to, I, had, I, had, I had to give that it's up. Lovely, it's a lovely... It's a, it's... He, he had, deserves that more. Episodes, That's yeah. a lovely thing yeah. to say. And thank you. And, and, and Yes. Anyway, loads of love to everyone. Um, and everyone in the world. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you guys soon.